0: The year is 2024. PBS Plus has just launched, bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe shoes and his first mate, Miz, are here to travel through space and time To bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in, folks. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 385 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always
1: is... The magistrate of Caravan City and Triple H's number one public enemy. (laughs) That's right. I'm Captain Joe Shoes. From the car Jomez podcast.
0: Yeah, you are buddy. No uh, no contracts coming your way to sign with WWE since Listen, then,
1: right? <laughs> I mean this Sunday, Gomez. Let's get right into it. We put out sure. what our first kind of emergency episode yeah. following up on Triple H's comments following the Royal Rumble at the press conference. Obviously, I you and I both had problems, issues with it. I probably more than you. Um, more animated than you in discussing said problems, Definitely. and I would like to take this opportunity to say to Triple H that I hope you're still having a great week, pal. I hope Sunday went well. I hope Monday, as we record this, Raw's getting ready to go live in Tampa. I hope. It goes great. I hope you're still, I hope you're able to push away real world issues and just enjoy $5 billion because now at least there's a dollar amount attached to human life for you. So I, I just want to say, I hope you're still able and always able to enjoy this great week. I don't know, bro.
0: The word out now is CM Punk got hurt at the Royal rumble. So that week is over.
1: It's it's a terrible week now of all the things. And I don't know how true this is. I heard it was from taking the double arm DDT from Drew McIntyre. He tore his tricep, which is, number one, a torn tricep absolutely fucking sucks as an injury. Second
0: second time he's done it recently.
1: And it's the other arm this time.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's rough. That's rough.
1: So at some point, you just look at it and you go, can this guy catch a fucking break? Because it feels he's wrestled so inconsistently. Since, you know, coming back to AEW, and then he got hurt, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again, almost right. It feels yeah. like every time he goes out there now, he's getting hurt. And I don't even know. I, that could be just me, my perception, because I don't keep close, close tabs on it. But that's the way it feels like now. And that fucking sucks, man. No, it does. Every time
0: uh in AEW he's gaining momentum, mm-hmm. there's an injury. Every time it was like, all right, let's see what they do. Hurt, out, hurt, boom. So it sucks and now here we go wrestlemania season right the rumor main event maybe for one of the nights.
1: cm punk there, not no more bro no he's gonna be out easy three four months now with this kind of injury they said it needs surgery i don't know if he's gonna try to work his way through it i mean that's a that's I not know. the kind of injury you could really no. work through yeah no so it, it sucks it sucks because people were like excited to see him back, right? Like excited, okay. All the potential matchups that exist—it's a basically a completely different roster from when he left the first time around. So oh, there's yeah. plenty of big time first time matches or matches with people at different stages of their careers at this point. You know, the the Rollins is a big time main eventer now, yeah. whereas Punk was probably gone by that point. You know, so there's there's Remember a the lot shield, right? He, he didn't he bring in the Shield? Wasn't he? Right, it was the him and the Ryback,
0: right, and then the Shield came. Isn't that
1: Was they that debuted? what it was? It might be. I, no, honestly, I, I,
0: I think so. So, like, yeah, of course, there's lots change, bro. This was CM Punk's first match, the Royal Rumble. He wrestled two house shows. This was his first TV appearance in the ring. And look at this already done. Oh.
1: So Gomez, one thing I did say on that episode that dropped on Sunday, I encourage you guys if you haven't listened already, go back, download it, listen, yeah. watch it on YouTube. Um. I'm still not a fan of the Royal Rumble, of the show this year. The Royal Rumble is usually my favorite event of the year. I found it very um, underwhelming this year. But I will say, I kind of pushed aside the women's match. I didn't think it was great, but at least it did give us a a couple uh, moments. It gave us some new debuts. Jade was really good. The Jordan Grace spot was a a surprise. I don't think anyone... Mentioned that they hadn't leaked or anything No. and they made her look strong too which was nice yes
0: they think. gave her plenty yes they did she looked good for someone who don't work for the company she looked pretty damn good
1: you know Liv Morgan getting to make a return people love Liv Morgan so yes, they do. I don't want to make it sound like it was completely uneventful so I just kind of discarded it in the moment because I was angry about something else but at least it gave you something to kind of sink your teeth into i still don't think it was like a all-time great it wasn't, royal rumble. no
0: it wasn't great but it had those moments that you want in a royal rumble it had those those things that we don't seem to be getting much in the men's rumble you know uh, a big surprise is this guy uh what's his name the stupid the spanish guy pat I <laughs> Well, that's a surprise too. That's like who that we're supposed to pop for that.
1: Did you like, see on, the report? McAfee's going around. I guess he he must have said this on his ESPN show that he didn't know that that was like a rib. Basically, they just hit his music and were like, "Okay, pack, go." I know. I can't believe that. Like, really, the way they plan out the Royal Rumble, there's no way. The thing is too, where it bothers me is that when you have, when you have a rumble. With no real big time surprise. I guess Andrade is a surprise, right? Sure, because he's back. Yeah. But Ron at the Drake same time, is showing up. At oh. the same time, it's not the the crowd, and this maybe is just the size of the building. When you do yes, these the big buildings,
0: was terrible, it seems. but maybe it wasn't. It was packed. Yes, it was you know, almost just...
1: 50,000 people in that building, which is unheard of for, for St. Pete. Yes. Believe me, I, I lived very close by for years. I know the kind of crowds they're used to getting at Tropicana Field. But when you do these kinds of buildings, you don't get the sound. It doesn't yeah. translate over to yes, the TV audience. Yeah, so maybe live, it. it sounded a lot different. If you were there live, feel yeah. free to reach out and tell us. But it did not come across as... Uh, the excitement bubbling over. But still, I mean, I, I watch playoff baseball, you know? Like, when there's playoff baseball, it sounds good. I, I heard pe- people saying, you know, a lot of
0: these theme songs, right? The music hits, and you people don't know popping me. for the, the music, yeah, Because there's no screens. They don't really do titantrons like that no more, where, you know, 10, 9, oh. and then the name is like right yeah, there. Yeah, like, boom. Test this is a test
1: test test. this is a test body moving body (laughs) moving so i maybe why was that the first guy i thought of i really don't know why (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you guys for listening to the car jomez podcast remember to hit that subscribe button leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to this or if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash at carjomezpod, make sure you subscribe, make sure you smash that like button, ring that bell so you get the alerts whenever these new episodes come out every Thursday, and follow us on all the social media at carjomez. And Gomez, Ooh. we have an exceptionally full episode to get into Ooh. today, so why don't we start it off hot, hit that breaking news music. Ooh, baby.
0: Breaking news! Uh, Joe, busy, busy show.
1: Let's see. Well, what's breaking? Well, how are we starting the show this week? Gomez. Last week, we talked about awards that were given out and awards that were still to come. And after we had recorded, the nominations for this year's Academy Awards came out. Yes, they did. So we don't got to dig into everything, but let's just go over the Best Picture nominees here. And you, you, yeah. the maestro of movies, can tell us a little bit about what you know, if you've seen them, if you like them, if you don't like them, what they look sure. like, act like, or taste like. So the first one is American Fiction.
0: I have not seen this, but this is a movie. It was released towards the end of the year, so I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be good. It's about a uh, a black author He's uh, writing all these books, and they never really pop off. And so people are like, "Hey, why don't you like uh, write like a black man, like some shit like that?" You know. So he like goes really stereotypical, like really just playing into tropes, and the book becomes like this massive hit, and it's uh, about that. So this so is like
1: the episode of South Park where Towley writes a book as a man, and then they find out he's a towel. Exactly. <laughs> a million little fibers <laughs> uh the second movie is one we've both seen anatomy of a fall and i gotta yeah. be honest with you i know you had a very positive review of it i am shocked that this is thought of in this
0: manner uh- I'm telling you, this was the buzz. This is why I saw the movie, because the buzz was, oh, there's this, there's this little French movie that's supposed to be really good. I enjoyed it. I get it it's slow. It's very slow. It's not for everyone. But, you know, I was into the story, seeing what happened with
1: the guy. Uh, the third movie is one we both seen. I was, my, It was my movie of the year, Barbie. Uh, you've seen it. You liked it. Yeah. But you're not going to give it an award anytime soon. No. And we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit more about that in a second. Let's get to the next one, which you also had very nice things to say about the holdovers. Loved it. It's a lot of people's favorite movie of the year.
0: I believe it's on Peacock. So I was just about to say, if you want to watch it, it's on Peacock. It's great, great, great movie.
1: Uh, Killers of Flower Moon.
0: Yeah, this is the Scorsese movie that came out this year with De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. I have not seen it because. It's like three hours long. Uh, I believe it's on Apple TV now, so it will be a little easier to see now that I can watch it at home and maybe watch it in two parts. But uh, it's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be a good one. Uh, Maestro. This is Bradley Cooper. This is on Netflix. This is the movie where apparently for six years he learned to conduct an orchestra because he's playing uh it's a biopic i forget the guy's name and so this guy is leonard bernstein was that it yes yes that is the guy so yeah so he's i remember because he's in the rem
1: song (laughs) you know what like because that's the one point in in the song where everybody stops and (laughs) and everybody stops and yells leonard bernstein It's the end of the uh, world. Hysterical,
0: yeah. So it's about that he apparently took six years to learn how to really be a, a conductor to conduct this orchestra. So he also directed it. This is his directing debut. Bradley Cooper
1: supposed to be uh, good. Next one up is Oppenheimer. We've both great talked movie. about this in in great length here. Um, I don't. The third act was deadly i know
0: but i don't think i don't think it's going to be deadly here this is probably probably the front runner here i would think so
1: has this become like a career achievement award basically because we like this director and he does a lot christopher nolan does a lot of cool stuff so like this is a movie with obvious obvious flaws sure it's also a big movie
0: that made a lot of money with some big performances like this is a movie that the academy digs uh next up past lives so i haven't seen this one this is a movie i've been hearing about all year it's uh i don't want to say a multiverse movie but it's about a a lady who finds out what would have happened if if she took another direction in life something like that it's supposed to be effect It's supposed to be fantastic. It's supposed to be like crying your eyes out, emotional, loving. Just It's supposed to be a great movie. Okay, two more to go. We got Poor Things. This, I've Been Dying to See. It's my double main main man. Latimos is his last name, if I'm saying it properly. (laughs) Yeah, he makes a lot of these weird, fucked up movies. But he's kind of gotten, I don't want to say mainstream, because they're still weird and fucked up. But they got more mainstream people. This movie has Emma Stone. It has uh, Mark Ruffalo's in it. you know. So it's got some big name people. It should be out on VOD soon. It's still in theaters, if you could see it. It's supposed to be great. But it's weird. This guy is weird. Okay, and our final nominee for Best Picture is Zone of Interest. This one I know nothing about. I've heard about it, but I don't even know what the fuck is about. It doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in.
1: So the biggest story... Coming out of the nominations was the obvious snubs. You know, people like to be happy for each other, and we're no different. But when there's a snub, we want to pile on. And obviously, you and I have been singing the praises of the dog from Anatomy of a Fall who was snubbed from Best Supporting Actor. Unbelievable.
0: No respect. No respect. What's because he's foreign? We don't give foreign people awards?
1: What's going on here? Roberto Benigni got a a Best Actor Oscar. Unbelievable. It was one of the greatest moments in the history of that program.
0: Climbing over the seats like a fucking idiot to accept (laughs) your award about the Holocaust
1: movie, and you're fucking yucking. (laughs) Now... I was a senior in high school when that movie came out. Life is beautiful. Yeah, life is beautiful. Yeah. So I want to say it was like the winter of night, end of the year, 98, it comes out. It wins the Oscar in 99, I suppose. But I was in an Italian class and the teacher took us oh. on a field trip to this small theater in midtown wow. Manhattan to go see this movie. Cause it was it's getting scary. so much buzz. Yeah. So it's 15 or 20 of us in this class who go to see this movie and we watch it and it's, it's a very serious heavy move, yes. you know? Yeah, bro. So we see at the end the lights come up, and a couple rows behind us, there's this guy and his companion, and people start turning to me and they say, Hey, you got balls. Go say, go say what's up to him. Go say what's up to him. You'll you'll talk to him. <laughs> so I go over there and I say, Excuse me, are you Joe Pesci? And the man looks up and he goes, yeah, what the fuck do you want? (laughs) And he laughs like he's having a good time. He's obviously joking around and he like we all go over we have a little quick chat with joe pesci he was very very nice you know he said some words to us we told him like we were in italian class my teacher was there whatever so he goes hey why don't you ask your teacher what this means?" he starts cursing Uh, at us in italian (laughs) i
0: love it (laughs) that's great
1: that's my experience getting to see the roberto benigni classic (laughs) life is beautiful i remember it because joe pesci cursed at me that's
0: good it's a great story bro
1: Uh, So that's really all I wanted to talk about the Oscars. I cannot believe this fucking dog did not get nominated. Messy. We say animal actors all the time. So that should not be stopping him or prohibiting him from qualifying for an award nomination. I want to see a special award. Give this dog his shine at the awards, please, folks. Oh, my God. Absolutely. (laughs) There's got to be some vignette or something they can film where... He brings Man. out the Oscar or presents it or something. Maybe I could see him being a presenter,
0: walking the carpet. Oh
1: shit! With a Just little
0: tuxedo bow tie.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh. Because this dog can do amazing things. <laughs> amazing! Imagine you do the. Who's hosting the Oscars this year? Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars. Imagine Jimmy Kimmel working with a dog of this talent. I can see. I can see Jimmy doing a a thing with the
0: dog come on jimmy don't let me down
1: and guillermo
0: (laughs) that's good oh the dog eats his lunch gets sick it's perfect it's
1: perfect you know i'm not gonna sit here and be like a a jimmy kimmel ass kisser i I think he's pretty good though he's i think he's very good. good when it comes to these hosting things i think he's excellent but you put jimmy with the dog that has the opportunity for magic baby raiden's raiden's going through the roof Now I'm excited. I may actually watch this show. I can't wait. March 10th. It's a long time away. Damn. Uh, Gomez, I got into a lot this week. You know, we had our one movie that we were supposed to watch, but I actually took care of a lot of business. Really? I'm interested to hear about this business you took care of here, baby. So the first thing I want to talk about is a show over on Disney Plus, Echo. Now we basically buried (laughs) the fuck out of this show before it even happened. Wait a minute. I thought you were done.
0: You've been like very like, I just superheroes in me need a break right now. I have
1: a responsibility to these people to provide updated opinion and analysis of what is out there in the world that they could possibly want to watch. And I take that obligation very seriously. I understand. Got to be on the post if I get you, baby. So I My sat goodness. down and I watched five fucking episodes of Echo. Oh, he loves you, folks. (laughs) And you know what? It exists. It's not horrible. I hear it's not bad. It's not great. It's not great by any means. If you completely took the Marvel part of it out of your thinking, out of the equation for how you process this show, it's simply just another show. And it's, eh, okay. Maybe you keep watching it. Maybe you don't. But it's the Marvel part that hurts it because no one knows who the fuck this character is and now she's like getting in touch with her native american past and she has to embrace the meaning of family and it's very convoluted just to bring us back to the kingpin and the kingpin who i think is a good character I don't feel like he's been established enough within the Marvel universe to really be carrying a show right now. I agree with that. You know, everything we've seen Kingpin in is the Daredevil show, the Hawkeye show, and he's he's there and he's present and he's noticeable, but he's not been built up to the level where he can carry this. And the character of Echo certainly doesn't have that kind of panache definitely not. What's Echo's superpower? I don't even
0: know. What's what does she do? I know she fights. That's does pretty much like,
1: it. Does she like do something? I don't know. No. Well, now she's she's getting in touch with her Native American ancestry. So maybe that's okay. going to Honestly, I don't <laughs> I don't think they can keep making this show. If they're looking to cut no. costs, this is such an easy one to cut because after it came out, I didn't hear any any chatter. Anyone talking about it?
0: No, it was Bailey promoted. Bailey talked about. Uh, they definitely won't do more. Maybe they bring the character back, put her in some Daredevil stuff, right? If the Dead Devil, which would be fine out, in that kind of know, setting. Yeah, I think that would happen. I don't think she would be solo anymore. That that's where they're making mistakes, right? You love the character, okay? Put her in things. Don't give her a show that
1: no one's gonna watch. Meanwhile, build her up. Think Get about that point. what do we have with the Hulk. They tried two different hulk movies with two different actors didn't work either one of them one was obviously better than the other but now they've just settled into this space where the hulk just kind of shows up in other stuff because to make a hulk show or to make a hulk movie who's the bad guy who's the hulk's big nemesis the government And you know what? No one wants to watch that movie because it's something we deal with on an everyday basis. Yeah, I don't want
0: to the government is the bad guy. Oh, is it? Okay.
1: (laughs) Whoa! wow. What a
0: stretch. (laughs) Some characters work in small doses. You don't need three hours of them. And once I think now that they're going to not do all these streaming shows, I think we're going to get more of that. We're going to get more Hey, we're not going to do another Hawkeye, but here's Kate Bishop just showing up mm. in other people's things, stuff like that. Like when they gave us the
1: Hulk in Thor Ragnarok, everyone yeah, went, great. oh man, it's the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And it was, we had some nice moments there. That's but I don't need a, need a a separate moments. Hulk
0: movie. Yeah, no. People want things that are connected, they want everyone to be in everybody's shit. You know, and nobody needs to be solo, you know, so yeah. Interesting. I love it. I probably will never watch this show, but uh I'm happy to hear that
1: you didn't totally hate it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you to go out and watch this show. I'm also yeah. going to say, if you're looking for something to watch, I don't want to say it's worth it, but you could pick worse.
0: Mm, sure. Joe, you watched the superhero thing. I watched the superhero thing this week, Joe. What's out? What's Ooh, out there? Baby hitting the VOD this past week. Aquaman already yeah, baby yes it is yeah I got five dollars to watch this instead of going to the movies thank did you did you ask for a
1: refund after
0: <laughs> uh, you know I'm not gonna say that I like the movie but I didn't totally hate it because I had some fun with some of the the stupidness some of the, the I also
1: things. think at this point you've heard enough negative Sure that your expectations I, were set so unbelievably low. I get that. Sure, hundred percent. Because like, trust me, this
0: movie is not good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's good. But like, what did I say? I said I want. Uh, is there a fucking octopus playing drums or something? And you're like, no. I'm like, all right. But you get Nicole Kimman riding a shark motorcycle, bro. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Okay, that was a cool design. Uh, you had mentioned like the submarine that's like the octopus the thing. Octopus. That's, pre- that's pretty cool, you know. So there's some cool things in here. James Wan is still like having fun in the world and stuff. The problem is a lot of the stuff is just kind of there, like they don't focus on it or have so much fun with it. So it's like, oh man, oh look, that looks cool, but then nothing's expanded on. So that's a little annoying. Uh the story itself, yeah, whatever. It ain't great. Um I kind of don't like what they did to the, the bad guy because like he was like on this mission and then he kind of gets sidetracked to do another guy's mission. Like, nah, bro, just kill him because he killed your daddy. That's all we need.
1: Cause yeah. I did like that about this. That it's actually yeah, now it becomes a like it becomes like the Bush invasion of Iraq where you're just there to steal gas. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, if if it's just pretty much a sequel where we're building off of everything that happened in the first movie, which is something we don't always get in these superhero movies. Correct. The second movie is usually something totally different. So I did appreciate that. That's like, all right, we're still doing that. You know, Jason Momoa is just like showing up on set in his like street clothes and just kind of, what are we doing today? It seems like like I told you, he's basically the same character from Fast X. <laughs> like. You know, that's not really how Aquaman was in the first movie. Like I he was obviously like a bro cut broy guy, but not like this, like big stupid idiot must fight punch. You know, Jason Patrick is great, the brother, you know, so there's some things to like. Uh this movie is totally cut to shit, you can tell. Uh the movie starts where it seems like Aquaman is a single dad. Like, he's like, oh, it's rough out here doing this thing on my own. And then they kind of show the red-headed girl, Mira, like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. she's here, too. And then she disappears for like an hour. And then Boba Fett is just (laughs) sitting there, like, feeding the baby the whole time. He's like, to single parents. And they click, what are you talking about? You got a (laughs) wife. You know? Also, we can't bring this baby in the water? Like, stop leaving him out here alone. Leave him with the the army that's in the water to yeah, protect right? you, my king. Come on. So, yeah, it ain't great, but it ain't the worst thing DC's done. A very fitting end, I will say. What a movie to end on. Just a, a goes
1: nowhere, no need for it. PC. If you wanted to encapsulate the whole DC EU in a movie, right? it, it would be this Aquaman movie, yes.
0: Especially the final shot is this mid-credit scene where this guy is eating a, a cockroach on a burger. Yes. This is the big it's the big last scene in the DCEU.
1: <laughs> what a fucking picture, bro. Uh speaking of not great Gomez. Oh, uh, this is what I did a little catch-up this week as well. I watched the Disney film Wish. Oh, yeah, that's right. That finally dropped. It had our man Chris Pine in it. It's a Disney movie. Obviously, I had I had interest, but not enough to really force myself to go out yeah, no. and see it. Finally said, you know what? I'm just going to sit home and watch it. I did. And very underwhelming. It's not great. It's not terrible. Same
0: same there. Um, the songs, okay. Songs aren't great. I did like the songs, but I don't like love them.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree with like that. The,
0: vi- the villain song, it's okay. You know, not great Villain all. No, it's not a banger villain song. No, problem, right? You, you song always at all. get a banger villain song, and it's just like, er, it's okay. I get what they're doing. Not okay. Uh, I did enjoy Chris Pine. I thought he was great, you know, as the evil
1: sorcerer guy. So I just don't like the motivations of the character of the bad the bad guy, the bad king, the evil king. Make all your wishes, bro. You can't- but the thing is, he doesn't even realize the power he holds. He's stealing it just for the sake of it. And then it's like he has to be awakened like, oh, wait a minute. I can have even more power? (laughs) like Yeah. Yes. So Uh, not only is he evil, but he's also dumb. And
0: stupid. He's just chilling. He's not thinking. I'll say the movie, to me, like it's slow, 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 and builds. I'll say the climax the third act i think is very good i think it's the best part of the movie i think they build to the showdown and everything i think they do a good job with that and i think that's why i leave the movie a little more like oh that wasn't so bad because it ended on a, on a high note for me i'll say
1: i still give it a double main man it's a two-star so I think
0: movie two, like two and a half maybe i gave
1: it's not but much. i agree with that it does pick up at the end so the finale yeah. part of it is pretty good, but the whole yeah. time you're getting there is not the most enjoyable hour and a half of your time.
0: Did you enjoy all the little Easter eggs that were sprinkled throughout this movie to celebrate the Disney 100? I,
1: I noticed a lot of characters, but like at some point, I was zoning out because sure. it just wasn't holding me. So I really, I was just like, oh, all these Bambi characters all of a yes. sudden. I, yeah. And then I, you know, went back to my phone, look up like I wasn't feeling this movie. No, I get it. I get it. So it sucks that this is the movie that had this done. I know.
0: <laughs> this is supposed to be the big celebration of Disney. It's just kind of ho hum. You you would think they would really hammer home a, like really make that like this gotta be a thing. Like we gotta make sure. And it wasn't, because even the promotion, you know, how many times do we forget there was the a Disney? Promotion movie left out? a
1: lot to be desired there was, there was an know, awful lot of people who never didn't even know this movie was coming out yeah so
0: maybe they knew they didn't have a good one that's a shame that's a shame and I don't think uh I don't know I don't think we get one this year I know we get some Pixar movies this year but I don't think we get a traditional Disney we inside movies. out two this year I believe. inside two two and- out yeah, that's in June. I think there might be something at the end. Also, remember, we get all these movies getting re-releases. Yeah. Like, uh, Soul was Soul out this week. I saw yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. We got to check the box off to see if anyone's going to see that, because I can't imagine. Uh,
1: Gomez, over on Amazon Prime. Now, remember, Amazon Prime is going to start charging people for Ugh, ad-free man. programming, which I thought ridiculous. that's what we paid for already to even have it in the first place. It's just so ridiculous. But Amazon Prime... If you never really go through it, it is like your go-to spot to find weird documentaries. And the other day I was sitting around. I said, I wonder what kind of weird documentaries I've been missing out on. And I found one called Batman and Me. And this is from 2020, actually. You can stream it on Amazon Prime for free right now if you have it. It is about a guy named Darren Maxwell, who's an obsessive Batman collector. And he has rules to his collection. But he is legit addicted to his Batman collection and alters his life around being able to collect these things that he feels he needs in his collection. It is, as someone who is very seeped into the collector community, this is one, this should be like a cautionary tale. Really? What you don't want to be. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, it's crazy. Because. The man doesn't even seem to be enjoying himself. He's oh, simply Jesus. doing it because he he does it, and now he has this OCD about it. Oh god! And
0: that's terrible.
1: That's, he's trying to like kick it, I guess, but he's just so caught up with it. And I'm just going, "Oh my god! I never want to be this guy" because he seems miserable about it.
0: <laughs> that's just. That's so interesting
1: because, wow, okay, I'm going to have to check this out because that's very interesting. And he's got such cool pieces, and he's tracking down rare stuff. And from the toy collector perspective or someone who likes Batman, you can look at his stuff and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool, too. Oh, this is also – and that kind of stuff is cool, but the point of collecting is that you get some kind of joy out of it, right? Yeah, I would hope so. You you collect anything because you like it. Yes. And I'm sure at one point he did like it. But there was a turn in there somewhere where it just became <laughs> something he does because it's something he's done. And that was very, very harrowing. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I got to get rid of everything before I become Darren Maxwell here.
0: <laughs> that- wow, all right, I'm at Amazon Prime. I'm going to check that. Amazon is definitely one of those apps where you don't go on it because it's a terrible interface. It's collected
1: terribly, it's the just... user interface that I I don't like it. It's very yeah. difficult to find stuff. And then on top of that, they mix in what's free to Prime subscribers yes. and then what you have to pay for. So you may see something in your feed and Ooh. click on it, and Ooh. then it's like, yeah. oh, pay four ninety nine to unlock now. And it's like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah it's true so it's like if you know what if you hear something's dropping on amazon like you go do it if not amazon is just a forgotten
1: app just but you know we say this with tubi all the time as well tubi has such weird stuff and weird deep cuts that when you go there and you start messing around it's like oh wow like there's a treasure trove of unheralded material here and with amazon prime these documentaries that you get, especially for geek culture stuff, video game documentaries, collecting documentaries, a toy store near you is on there. So there's like a lot of that kind of cool stuff that I appreciate because my interests are in the same realm. So this was a cool thing to find. You know, I don't know, I know plenty of people who like and collect Batman, just not to this extent. So I got to see a lot of items that I wouldn't have gotten to see otherwise that exist. And I was like, oh, wow, that's. Pretty damn cool, man.
0: Joe, I watched the show. I watched the show this week. I don't know if you would have any interest in it. I'm not sure. Uh, it was on Netflix. Uh, it's called uh, What's it? Masters of the Universe. What is it? Revit- what is this? What's the show called, Joe? Is it What is this? I hate you, <laughs> bro.
1: A new Heat Man show
0: drop. Come on, baby. Oh yes
1: masters of the universe revolution this is basically i guess the part two of the kevin smith trilogy that they announced that they were going to do years ago and this is the second phase of that we got five new episodes gomez which i have been critical of the fact that after all this time we are only getting five new episodes and this is the full part it's not like there's a part two of this coming out like there was the first time around this is all of it what did you think gomez i like hearing what you think when it comes to this with masters of the universe i'm too close to it you know what i mean Sure. no so that's hard why i for watch me this because i want to be on um, i want to talk to you and i want to
0: hear so um so i watched both parts you know when they came out and i remember liking it okay but i guess i don't remember see in my head I forget that the other part happened where right because the first part ended with Skeletor getting the sword, right? That was like the big the big hook was Skeletor getting the sword and the end of the first half. That was the, the very half. first episode. Yeah, but the whole season I'm saying is about oh, uh, him yes, yes, being yes, in yes. power. And stuff yeah, he like becomes that. Skelegod, God. Yes. And then I forgot then the second part he's that's already done with, like they already move on. Correct. And then it's because I totally forgot about that second part. So they, the they
1: show have the opened. big epic
0: battle at the end. Yes. Yeah. So I forgot about that. So the show opens like it's a regular He Man episode, right? The show opens with like, hey, t Man. Here's all my friends and we're fucking shit up. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But am I forgetting what happened here? Because I thought some shit was like He Man wasn't in power. So I forget they had wrapped this stuff up. So I was confused. But this is what happens when a show takes 100 years in between seasons. Mm -hmm. This was a show I enjoyed and I was looking forward. I was like, oh man, I can't wait for this. Then it comes and I'm like, wait,
1: what happened here? So that messed me up to start. You know, that's what. Now, let me also say, just to piggyback on that, because this has a different title. Whereas the first part was called Masters of the Universe Revelation, this is Masters of the Universe Revolution. It's listed in Netflix as a separate show.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: So if you go into this, yeah, it doesn't have a thing. It doesn't have the recap of like, I I was going to
0: ask with any other Netflix show.
1: It'll give you like a two minute series one recap or what you, you know, to refresh your memory going in. But because this is listed as a completely Uh, different show, there is no recap coming into this. You see, I was going to say, did I miss the recap? Did I hit the button? There you
0: go. Because I was so confused. I was like, how is there not a recap? I must have fucked something up. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So yeah, so then the show starts and we get into the show. And I did remember the motherboard stuff. like That did start coming back to me that Skeletor was going to try to to go deal with those guys and, and hook up with them. So, uh, I got on board. I gotta say these five episodes they fly by so fast. Before you know, I'm like one episode left. I'm like, oh shit, you know, there's some crazy battles. Uh, I thought the animation was cool. I thought the voice acting. there's a lot of new people
1: uh this year because there's some new characters two big, introduced. Two big voice character a uh, voice actor changes. My least favorite last season, I said Sarah Michelle Geller just wasn't doing it for me. As yes. Tila, she was He's replaced this out. time around by Melissa Ben Wast, who is Supergirl. Yes. Uh, I who thought I thought was, was an
0: immediate upgrade. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And,
1: and then also, as well, I don't think this one was quite as glaring, but Queen Marlena was Alicia Silverstone in Revelation. In this, she's played by Gates McFadden. She didn't really have a big role in Revelation, so you're not really missing the Alicia Silverstone part of it, but Gates McFadden was fine. The other voice problem, there's two big ones for me, is Steven Root as Cringer slash Battle Cat. His voice just does not work for me in that role did he uh, usually talk this cat, this battle cat? Is this something that they did for this? Did he
0: talk in the in old the original? Series? He talks. He, but he's okay. got a very scaredy cat when he's. not Oh yes, cat. that's right. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay.
1: But for whatever reason, this Stephen Root, where he's like trying to talk like an old, like a wizened philosopher or something, sure. like yes, that. I get it. That doesn't work for me, and I, I hate to say it, but the Mark Hamill Skeletor voice still still
0: bothers me because to me it's, he was doing something i felt he was being a little different because it was kind of a different skeletor because he's me, technological I started, Skeletor
1: yeah,
0: now but so you know skelet what is this skella skeletech Skeletech. that's what it is i thought that was cool
1: would you get a Skeletech toy is that something you would get i don't I think the so design was there, cool. there is a uh king keldor figure that mattel mm-hmm. has just announced Uh, And he was voiced by William Shatner, which was hidden. It was like, oh, we have William Shatner. All of a sudden, it was like, is that fucking William Shatner? A little (laughs) distracting because he's so
0: famous, but you know, I thought he played a good role. I didn't think it was so bad, but it's just like, whoa, this is William Shatner. Gomez, are you familiar with the character of Gwildor? Do you remember Gwildor? Yes, that was amazing to see. They did the tie in. Is this the first time they've done animated world Door, the, yes yeah, this was cool. yes, bringing the guy from the keymaster yeah. from the the Dolph Luer movie. I thought that was cool did they did they get a guy? the guy sounded just like the guy like he did a very good impersonation he did
1: you know who it was. It was actually the guy from Netflix who was credited as his voice Ted Biaselli. oh because I thought I thought he did a. I I was like is this the same guy It sounds just like him doing everything I thought the voice was great and yeah. his mannerisms and his inflection were terrific and i was i afterwards i would like checked it up on imdb right away and it was like te- i was like wait a minute no like he's like one of the head guys at netflix animation that's crazy. and yeah it's he's the guy doing the guildor voice so what are the fans saying about this is this something they like because i don't we know we are all liking it gomez i'll be oh, honest with you i okay. came into this going <sighs> five episodes i feel like i'm getting cheated already but when it comes down to it they gave me five episodes, and I like the fact that now we're at the point where we're just starting right in the middle of it, you know? Yes, that's what I mean. Like, like I, it's a big I, We don't the need start. the whole story laid out. We don't yes. need the whole thing of Adam realizing he's He-Man. It's like, no, the story has already exists We can jump right into the middle, and now here's the story. And basically, you get a five-episode miniseries that is tight, it's concise, it has a beginning, it has an end, and the plot brings you there. There's no wasted time or motion to get you from A to Z. And the credit scene at the end in episode five was chef's kiss. Unbelievable. I know in my chat where I am in with uh, other He-Man collectors, Uh, who I've done the Motu Madness streams with, Dave Wheeler, Pixel Dan. We've talked about it. And that scene, I popped so big for because they, earlier when they're showing Keldor's backstory or or how he became Skeletor, they show uh, Hordak as voiced by Keith David, who is wonderful in this, by the way. Yes. Um, They show him kidnapping the baby. They make a point Of showing that to you. So you know it's got to come back at some point. But then like the story evolves. And it goes on. And nothing's there. So when you get that final scene at the end. Of the woman's voice in the Horde outfit. And you say. Oh. My. God. Like Janice from Friends. Oh. My. God. Because Adora is coming to Masters, and I could not be more excited. Oh, so funny!
0: (laughs) This is good. I'm I'm excited. So, this is so you're saying there's one more, uh, there's one more part in this. This is a three part thing. There's gonna be another
1: chapter, yeah, whatever you want to call it a season, a chapter, whatever. qualification they're using. It seemed,
0: it seemed like they wrapped things up pretty nice, right? Like, it
1: seemed like well, if this was the end... Well, for this series, for this segment, it was wrapped sure. up, right? And, but they leave you with the out at the end because now sure. there's... Who we, will become Princess Adora she yeah. is still working for the Horde because she doesn't know oh. any better because she, she was kidnapped as a baby. And she's going to try to fix Hordak and then they'll come and get their revenge. And then I would assume the conclusion is going to be she turns good, realizes, you know, takes her mantle as She-Ra, and then I don't know if that will lead into anything else from there. I hope it does. And my biggest thing is, you know what? I'm 42 years old. For as far back as I can remember, from the time I started having memories, I've loved the Masters of the Universe universe. And if, if you're just going to give me every couple of years five episodes of banger He-Man content, then so be it, man. Obviously, sure. I would want I would more, Yeah, of but course. If, if they're going to be bangers like I thought this was, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. I watched it three different times already in full. fucking love it. I love it. Yes. If oh. this is what... If it's going to be like this, where I'm going to get bangers and have these little use characters like Gwildor who I hated for years and be put in a position where I'm going to be like, Oh my God, they really made me like Gwildor. Are the so, other, are other fans liking him too? Are they, are they
0: happy that he's in here? Are they annoyed that he's everyone in
1: I have spoken to who has mm-hmm. an interest in masters of the universe? We have all agreed. Everyone I've spoken to every single person I've yet to hear from one person, even who did not like this or had major issues with it, and okay, eh, maybe cool. little nitpicky bullshit here and there, I heard from one person who hadn't watched it yet, who their big thing was, is it woke? And I go, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean?
0: A girl punches someone. is it did that make it woke, bro? Like because the doing? last
1: time Tila had to pick up the mantle when he when he man got killed. So I go, all right, so what he do you want? Up. Like, I you said, doing? what do you want? Just the same things you always had? He's like, well, yeah. yeah. I go, yeah, so watch the fucking original. Pathetic. Exactly. That's if pathetic. that's all you that. want, then watch the original. It's there. It's accessible. You can get it on streaming. You can get it on DVD. You can do whatever you want. But if that's all you want, then watch the original. But I'll tell you right now. As much as I love He-Man, the original is not fun to watch in 2024. It's bad writing, it's bad acting, it's cheesy, it's everything you think an 80s cartoon is. It's crazy. It's true,
0: but you know, but you can't say that to people. No, we talk about the best, bro. You know these people. Nothing they like is bad. They don't there, like there are things. certain There's... things
1: that hold up, especially when it comes to 80s cartoons. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a connoisseur. I still watch a lot of them as sure. bad as they are. But there are some that translate better today. Thundercats, I think, holds up much, much better than He-Man. G.I. Joe, for all of the cheesiness and kitschiness that's involved in there, I still think is better. The Masters of the Universe, but then you watch other things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think it's fucking terrible. It's Real Ghostbusters, mean. fucking terrible. Uh, Mask, really, really bad.
0: Oh, I remember you re-watching that and just like, this is the worst thing I ever saw. Bro. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> you know, then you have certain, you know, Silverhawks is okay. You know, certain things are okay. Brave Star, eh, not great. Goodness. Uh, These shows were made to push toys toys and stuff And nothing more Because they didn't think children had the attention spans To to follow along To any kind of episodic writing So it was just there Hey, here's a villain Here's his plot of the day And here's how the good guy's gonna stop him Make sure you buy the vehicle you saw in Act 2
0: Yep, that's all it was
1: So yeah, of course things now They put detail into things Those new Ninja Turtle cartoons are better We got five episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation here. And as I'm watching all five of these episodes, I could probably tell you 26 figures from these five episodes that I want Mattel to make. Whoa, I love to hear that
0: shit. It was cool because they had He-Man and all his friends were there. Like, it was so cool to see
1: everybody. It was awesome. If I want to be nitpicky in the first part, in the Revelation part, Mm -hmm. there's a whole thing about how if you leave Preternia... Now you don't yeah. get to go back. Mm. And all of a sudden, like, He-Man's dead dad and, and and his old friends come in. And then they're like, ah, all right, we, our work here is done. We're going back to Preternia now. But that's because Preternia wasn't around. So they were kind of at the in-between. But he brings down King Grayskull and the Bionatops to help out. And then you, you see all these other people. I, that's nitpicking, though. I'm not going to let it get in the way of a good story. I love it. Did you have a favorite episode? Was there
0: one in particular? Because I did love uh, the one where Skeletor and Hordak, their fight was great. I thought that was that was really cool watching them uh, fuck each other up. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I love Just like Skeletor being a badass. Like for I'll one, be honest, you know I, mean?
1: I've always been a big fan of the Horde because the Horde figures, when I was a kid, came out toward the end of the Masters of the Universe line. So I had them all And I was a little bit, even if it was only a year older, I have more established memories of having those figures. You know what I mean? It wasn't from when I was so, so young, but just even having that one more year of development makes such a difference in the way you're able to remember things. Um, So I've always been a fan of the Horde. So getting to see Grizzlore and Leech and uh mantena when they come in to kill the rock guy stonedar that was a big one because the rock character i clearly vividly remember when he was being introduced into the toy line the commercials of him of him and rock Con, the two rock people coming down from the mm-hmm. sky and yeah. then they were both like formally introduced in the Power Tour stage show which I got to see at Radio City <laughs> Music Hall. They made I an appearance Stone Dar and Rockon and it was like, "Oh my god. <laughs> I love it, bro." <laughs> you know, the I Power loved Tour. having I loved having Granamir here. Granamir is a like a fan favorite character. He's in maybe like a handful of episodes in the original series and probably like another episode or two of the actual Shiva series as well. But Granamir has always been a fan favorite. And when they made his figure in Masters of the Universe Classics, the thing was enormous and it looked fantastic. So when they teased that they were going to have Granamir in this show, fans were going nuts. Like, oh my, is that that really Granamir? Are we really doing that? And I just thought they really hit it out of the park, man. There's Honestly, there's no notes. I loved it. One last thing. Did you like... uh... He man got
0: that new sword and had like a little sexy outfit. Did you like that? Did you like? So uh, I, I like that they're up. I
1: they didn't do anything to disrespect the He Man so I grew up with. You it was know, it's not too crazy. Yeah, and what they did with the sword, it kind of has a, uh it's almost like a tribute in a sense to other versions of He Man. Like if you go back and watch two thousand X He Man, which I love, yeah, uh, his sword did have like weird things like that. Or even the CGI He Man that was on Netflix a couple years ago as well that is now canceled. His sword also was this big, oversized. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, you know. So even if you look at it just from that perspective, as like kind of an homage. I was like, that's great. Do I do I love it? Yeah, it fucking great. It made sense. Love it. what? What's not to love? Love it.
0: That's why I love to hear. Yeah. I love to hear you enjoying. The shit you enjoy. This would have been so sad if you come on here and tell me, oh, this he-man broke my heart.
1: Like, come on. That's not you what know, we need. There's so many times where I feel like people go out of their way to hate things. Sure. Because there's there's more views in that, right? There's more yes. listens. There's more attention Always. paid toward the negative. And we can be negative here. I mean, sure. at, at some point, fair is fair. But, man, it's so much fucking fun when you're just able to like something. Yes. Of course, that's what what we watch it for. We want to love it. We want to. We don't watch things to hate. No one got time for that, bro. Come on. Like I don't actively go out of my way to hate things, but when something gets me angry, if it's bad, it's bad, bad, but I'm not going out like I want to like stuff. I want to like things and the things I grew up with, I understand. That they don't all hold up. Of course. I'm still going to have my nostalgia. I'm still going to have my memories. And nothing can ever take those away. But I also understand. You know. Stuff is a lot better now. Than it was 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. But now when I can have those. And have them remodeled. In a way. That presents what I loved in a format that makes it enjoyable for me to even watch today, then fuck yeah, man.
0: Mm. You heard it, folks. You have any
1: interest in He-Man? Check this out. It's good.
0: Yeah, Got it's five episodes.
1: They're about a half hour each. You're talking about two and a half hours of total viewing time, so it's it not like a week killer. And it does go by very quickly. And if you're one of those, like, spot the guys, if you grew up on Masters of the Universe, there's plenty of times where you're like, oh, and that's this guy. Oh, and here's that. And oh, so there's it's very cool for a lot of those. And I think with a lot of the designs they do and a lot of the situations, if you're still collecting the Masterverse figures, I think there's going to be a lot of cool things coming from these five episodes.
0: All right, Joe. I don't have uh, anything else I watched except for... Our main event, baby. Ho, oh, ho. Wrap, wrapping up musical month. Getting ready for our month of love. Ooh, baby. We combined the two to bring us mama Mia, available on Netflix. Oh, baby. The music of ABBA turned into a musical.
1: Ooh,
0: Joey, what does IMDb say? What's the official official storyline here?
1: The story of a bride-to-be trying to find her real father, told using hit songs by the popular 70s group ABBA. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's it. Boom. So this is very interesting to me. Now, it's called a jukebox musical. I've never heard the term jukebox musical before I did my research today. And then I got very angry because nobody has ever told me the term jukebox musical before. But this is similar in the sense that uh, a juke, for those of you who don't know, like you could figure it out. It's instead of having original songs, we use popular songs to get the story across, which is kind of like what Moulin Rouge did for us last week. Although for some reason, that term didn't pop up during my research. But this movie comes out in 2008, and it is based on a Broadway play. So they, yeah. they turned it into – they. someone had this idea. They wrote a play saying, we're going to have this story and base it on the songs that already exist from ABBA. And then it got translated into a, a musical movie in 2008. Runs an hour and 48 minutes. IMDb gives it a six and a half. Rotten Tomatoes, only 55%. The audience score is sixty six percent, but what I find very interesting, Gomez, you got a lot of big names in this movie. You got Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Colin Firth. Like these are these are big really? time people. They they do sure. stuff. The budget for this film fifty two million dollars. Okay. The worldwide gross. million dollars. Wow. Crazy. Must have killed in Greece. (laughs) It's killed internationally. Domestically, it made 144 million dollars, but internationally, 550 million internationally. Basically, we have a film that takes place in Greece, is based on Swedish music, has an Italian title. Is played in English by American leading actors. A little bit of everything. <laughs> At the time, it sets the record for the biggest weekend premiere for a musical. Okay. It beat out Hairspray from the year before this in 2007. Mm. It is still the highest grossing Broadway adaptation into a film. Sure. Okay. Beat out Grease from 1978. Mm, interesting. It is the twelfth highest domestically uh, domestic box office uh, raker in two thousand and eight. Number eleven, right right ahead of it was Sex in the City. Oh wow, really? (laughs) And right behind it, The Chronicles of Narnia: Prince Caspian. Mm, I think that's the second one. Not good. (laughs) Number one that year. Do you remember? Two thousand eight: Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, five hundred and thirty yeah. million dollars domestically, and to show you how big that was, number two. I was going to say, "What's number two Is a difference of two hundred and twelve million dollars. Was like the Incredibles or something?
0: What's number two? Iron Man. Oh wow, that's crazy! Right, it's crazy, and that was that was huge for Iron Man to make that money back then too. Forget
1: about it. So. I am an ABBA fan, and Gomez almost didn't want to pick this movie because I didn't like the fact that we had recognizable pop songs in Mulan yeah. Rouge, so he was going to pivot around this. But I was kind of interested in this because I want to, as someone who does enjoy ABBA, I want to see how are you able to put it, a yeah. fucking story... How you make it work? Yes. I get it, yeah. Now, let me be honest with you people. It don't work. This is the most preposterous fucking thing. <laughs> it don't work. I don't want to... No, no, I didn't say that. Mm, I don't think so. This story is absolutely fucking preposterous. Amanda Seafried, who plays the character of Sophie, her mom is Meryl Streep, who plays Donna. She's getting married to Howard Stark. Yes. <laughs> and yes, she steals her mom's diary. She's never known her father her entire life. She steals her mom's diary and... Sw- goes back through the pages invades her privacy and sees that there's three potential guys who all could be her father so she goes behind her mom's back and invites them all to her wedding under the guise of donna wanting to see them one more time and these guys don't know each other and happenstance happens to bring them together and All of a sudden, the music of ABBA takes over and leads us through the whole thing as we try to figure out who Sophie's real father is, all the while trying to put a wedding together, all the while dealing with Donna's will they, won't they, do they still have feelings for each other, with all three of the suitors, who are Pierce Brosnan, Stellan Starsgaard, and Colin Firth. It's a who's who's here, Gomez. And we get... Donna's two best friends who were in her singing group back in the day. Rosie and Tanya is played by Julie Walters and Christine Baranski. Uh, Christine Baranski popping up a lot on this show. Could we just that score her in the Grinch, obviously. Yes, yes she is. <laughs> Julie Walters, I think best known for playing Molly Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Yes, there you go. Very true. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and even Stellan Skarsgård, who does—he's the only Swedish guy in this movie. You know, to celebrate the uh, yes. history of Abba here, I, I think he's best known for me anyway as playing Doctor Selvig in the Marvel Universe. Yes, that, that's probably his most biggest. He's
0: in tons of stuff, and he he's is in tons. The daddy. Of stuff. He's a that guy, and he's the daddy Skarsgård. That's uh, yes. So that's that's his most popular thing is. Giving us those
1: two uh two crazy Vikings. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did uh go work for Loki in the first Avengers, so I would think that's pretty important. <laughs> Fucking bad guy dancing naked in the in the rain. <laughs> so we get a lot of singing, a lot of dancing in this movie, and within the first couple of minutes, I mean you can You kind of know that you got to accept the rules, right? Oh, yeah. The movie explains (laughs) to you in any movie, you have to suspend your disbelief. Sure, of course. And the movie will kind of lay out what the rules are, right? And it'll say, this is what we're going for. Strap it. Just you're either with it or you're not. And Moulin Rouge was the same way, right? We we said it was a good, the first couple of minutes are a good litmus test for whether you want to be here for the entire movie. And I think that also applies here with Mama Mia. And Gomez, I ain't going to fucking lie to you. Within the first couple of minutes, I'm taking a look at Meryl Streep, who's one of the most decorated actresses of our lifetimes. Yes. Pierce Brosnan, one of the most dapper gents that we have ever seen on the silver screen. And I'm going, these people are having the fucking time of their lives. And you know what? I'm here for it.
0: They're acting like they're on Broadway. They're very, the way that they're projecting their voice, everything is like this is a Broadway play. It's very animated. Every sentence is like, hey, we're going down the street. Like, it's very, like, so yes, within minutes, you're like, oh, it's going to be like
1: this. Yes. Every time a song pops up, if you know the music of ABBA and you start getting the musical cues and they pop me every time because I do like that music and because now I'm seeing it because I want to see how it's applied to this movie. I'm here for it. I'm going in with the fact that I want to like this movie. I'm not just going in to see the movie. I'm going in as if I'm going to an ABBA concert where I want to be there, I want to sing along, I want to, you know, like when when you go see the Taylor Swift movie, like you were saying, everyone's in the theater, everybody's dancing, everybody's singing, that was me in my living room watching (laughs) Mamma Mia on Netflix. I I want to dance, I want to sing along, I wanted to like like legit sing along to the words every time the song would come up and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's perfect for this moment. That was me watching this movie. oh I look. Love... did you know
0: every single song that popped up? you know you know Abba like that? Did I don't want like... to
1: say I knew every single one, but the majority, yes, sure okay I did I knew about half the songs
0: like some of it was like, oh and then like it would kick in and' I'm like, oh yeah yeah, I know this one. so I didn't have that same that same effect Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I know Abba, I know that song, and then I'm watching it like, oh, maybe I don't know Abba. but towards the end, like you know, I was like, all right, I think I know about half of these songs. So I think that does play a role
1: into your enjoyment of the movie. I I definitely agree. Now, if you're going in here and you're saying, I want a seamless, believable, realistic story, (laughs) turn right back around. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Go watch something else. (laughs) This ain't for you, pal. But you know who this is for? Me. This (laughs) is for me. Me. It's so much fun. And I'm looking at this. I'm, like I said, these are big time actors. Yeah. Meryl Streep has fucking 62 Academy Awards. And she's out here singing fucking Waterloo. <laughs> uh, so funny. So good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I felt I feel like I'm. I'm coming at this more from uh, like you with Mulan Rouge where you liked the movie, but you didn't love it. So like, I liked the movie. I liked that they were having fun, but you know, the music, I'm not into all the music. So I was like, all right, like this is okay. You know, I like it, but I wasn't, I wasn't standing up singing and dancing like you are. So it wasn't, it wasn't like that for me over here.
1: I think one of the biggest disconnects for me with Mulan Rouge is the fact that I'm going in expecting a period piece mostly yeah and i feel like they gave me the oop to oop and swerved me sure so i you know like i want to know like tell me more about the excitement about being in the moulin rouge in 1899 don't sing to me smells like teen spirit
0: no i understand i to, I, I got that like i said i picked that because of that but i could see where it takes you out so we we stuck with diaba because like you said it's based on the music it's built around and so to me, I'm like, all right, this is silly. Some of the singing, but you say you're getting the music cues and they're like, oh, this makes sense. So, hey, it works. It works then. You know, I'm the one who's not connecting with it. But if you're connecting with it, then it sounds like it's going to be, a, it's going to be your shit. Look, I love that smile. Look at that smile, Joseph. Look at that smile. My goodness. I'm going to hit some music because I want to see that smile. Look at that.
1: Are you our man? A double main man. Are you our man? A triple main man. A man, man, man. A quadruple main man. Are you our man? Are you our man?
0: All right, Joe. 2008. Mamma Mia. Closing out our musical month. How'd we do? Did we close out with a banger, Joe?
1: So I'm really disappointed in myself because I don't know what I could have been doing in 2008 that was more important than going to see Mamma Mia in theaters. This whole time. I can't (laughs) believe you haven't seen it. And now I've spent 16 years of my life not knowing real joy until now. Love it. It is only now that I can revel in the happiness brought upon humankind by the film presentation of Mamma Mia. I love every single thing about this movie. I love how awful the the songs are being sung by these actors. I love the the over-the-top dancing. I love the the over-the-top expressionism. I love this movie. So much so that I even watched part two. Oh, did you? I was (laughs) going to say, I hope you watch number two soon. I
0: love it. Wow, you wasted no time. So I I saw a review... That said because I was wondering after I Watched it I said so what how does number Two work and I read a review that Said you know I was Wondering how number two would work when they used Most of all the popular songs In the first one and realized, Hey we'll just do the same Songs the same songs.'" <laughs> and we add Cher as the grandmother this time hysterical when I saw that I was like that's hysterical they just redid the song
1: (laughs) why mess with success if it worked right (laughs) Gomez I love this movie love and the thing was I was watching it and I was like oh I'll go to sleep right I got enough time I can watch this movie and go to sleep and be fine I was so jazzed up after this movie that I could not sleep. <laughs> jazzed up. So much jazz. Up. Quadruple main man. Four stars. Love it.
0: What would you give number two? Was number two as good or was uh, it? A I'd little... give it a three. A triple main yeah. man. Switching the characters, right? It's like a prequel kind of thing.
1: It's, it's fine. I if I probably would have seen it first, I might have liked it more. But yeah. coming off this one, where I was just like, oh, now this is how you do movies. That it, that nothing could have lived. The next movie I saw was always going to be a flop compared to Mama Me. I could oh. if, if I had watched Citizen Kane, the day after I watched Mama Me, I would have been like, who the fuck likes this piece of shit? So
0: yeah, Joe, like I said, uh, you know, I liked the movie. I was having fun with it because they were having fun with it. So, you know, how could you not get on board with that? The music, I, I knew half the songs, even ones I didn't know. It was still good. It was fine. So, you know, my I'm going to give it a three, I think, because I just, you know, I, I guess I, I, I don't like ABBA as much as I thought I did because I was like, oh, yeah, I know their stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of know this one. I kind of know this one. So I think that plays a factor in it. But again, the movie is not terrible. They're having fun. It flies by. It's great. An hour 40. God It bless. does go by, in and out. So good. Before you know it, it's done. Give it a try. If you're on the fence,
1: listen to our man Joe here. He listen, waited so long. Don't Come just on. listen to me. Don't just listen to me. Listen to Pierce Brosnan. Don't who,
0: listen to him.
1: Who Best signed up is. for this movie not even knowing what it was, they just told him <laughs> that Meryl Streep was attached and it was going to film in Greece, and he said, I'm in. I mean, that. what else do you need, right? Hang out <laughs> with Meryl Streep in Greece? That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> Don't just listen to me. And you know what? Don't just listen to Pierce Brosnan. Ooh, who listen to Colin Firth, who mm. says, if heaven exists, all I want to hear God say when I get there is I personally thought you were very good in Mamma Mia. That's a testimonial you can take to the bank, deposit it, and earn 0.3% interest on. It. Oh, that's a good percent. 0.03% interest. <laughs> oh, oh no.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So you know, musical month sounds like uh, it sounds like we
1: had a good time. Even I think Moulin we Rouge, ended with an absolute banger. But
0: we had some high school musical. Even Mulan Rouge, you know, you didn't hate it, but no. you still enjoyed it. So I guess Mean Girls, right, is probably the worst mean thing Mean Girls is going to be the, the disappointing
1: one, and the that could have been a lot worse.
0: One. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, I'd say it's a success for our first musical month because there's plenty of musicals. We could always circle back to this at a later time, of course. But we're you moving on now, to Gomez. Enjoy. Yes, yes. Yes, it's February. It's love month. Come on. It's the month of love. I like to think every month is love month. You know, that's not a bad thing. We do. We do. We take care of our ladies 365, Joseph.
1: And not only that, but February is a good time. Now that we've gotten past the new year, we've gotten further enough away from it where we're not just getting gym memberships anymore. We've already passed that. But it's time to remember that fuck season. Is right around the corner, and, and me—the <laughs> Pharaoh of Fuck Season—needs to be in peak physical condition for those summer months. Need to be tan and trim, with beautifully quaffed chest hair, mm. and nothing will get you in the headspace for that like watching Love Month movies with us.
0: Yeah, and I—you bringing up fuck season? I mean, this is. I think this is a great first choice to start this off with, Joe. We're going to watch the classic here. We mentioned it a while back on the podcast. We're going to watch What Women Want, Joe. Get out of here. This is how we are starting our month of love by listening to what women want, just hearing them, and just giving them exactly what they want. Uh, So I'm looking right now Okay Mm -hmm. I'm looking It is on Paramount Plus I swear to God (laughs) I'm looking at it right now And it says it's on Paramount Plus It also says it's on Pluto TV I don't know how movies work on there I just know how to go on there And watch like the fucking American Gladiator channel Or the Riff Raff channel So I don't know about watching movies on there But apparently it's on there for free also So Paramount Plus pluto tv let's watch the 2000 classic
1: what women want let me tell you something nothing is gonna get you in the mood for love like watching mel gibson get into marissa tomei's headspace so he can hear exactly what she wants during coitus
0: that's it oh i'm excited i think you guys are gonna like that right because it's you all you guys when we talked about everyone came out oh that's i love that movie I was surprised, I couldn't believe it I didn't know it was such a hit Movie rules I, I, I think I seen it one time Many, many years ago I couldn't tell you anything about it Other than Mel Gibson, you know Hearing the ladies So I'm excited to check this one out bro. He
1: steals her whole marketing plan Oh, what a piece of he shit He takes a lot credit Bro, stop spoiling the movie <laughs> What are you doing? I can't help it. I'm excited. The Earl of oh. excitement over here. Well, Earl, well, that's Gomez next. Hits, we we got to get out of here before I get we overexcited. Get Hit some music. you too excited. Let's get
0: out of here. It's now time for the Big <laughs> Joe big finish 2.0 let's spin that wheel oh look at this whoa we got an OG big finish Joseph wow, wow. so we just gonna do the big finish so now we got to put
1: up another wheel
0: I mean, we could, or I could just oh. spit in and tell you what it is. I mean, really, it don't matter. Uh, you know. Uh, today's big finish is fast food breakfast items. What do we like getting from the fast food breakfast? You mentioned Wendy's the other day had a new thing, right?
1: Yeah. Mm, maybe Wendy's new, will be on the that list. The Cholula breakfast burrito.
0: Mm, let's find out. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Listen, number one, hands down, not even a question. If you question it, you're wrong. It's the steak, egg, and cheese bagel at McDonald's. It's pretty
0: good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm still going to go with my number one, Team McGriddle, baby. Absolutely mm. not. The best with the round egg instead of the folded egg.
1: Ooh, number God. two Also a layup Burger King French Toast Sticks Whoa I didn't even think of that I wasn't even thinking French
0: Toast Sticks That just fucked my whole shit up here Oh man Fuck Alright maybe that's number three Alright Oh wow So I, They don't make this no more But do you remember the Burger King egg sandwich Joe remember it i think i invented it <laughs> they took the chicken sandwich bread and they stuffed it with a bacon
1: ham sausage saucepan. bacon ham egg meat and cheese just
0: everything they got on this big ass sandwich oh it was the best
1: love that shit Burger King breakfast is, is good number three Listen, McDonald's does breakfast better than any of the fast food people out there. So is it a wonder that they really have two of my top three picks? Because number three is the classic McDonald's hash brown, baby. Come on. Those are like crack.
0: That is good. That is good. That is good. I'm going to go with the French toast sticks. Oh, baby. Working at Burger King. I ate. I ate too many of those. I would leave it in a little longer, right? Because they only you cook them for like ninety seconds. But if you cooked it for like two ten, you get a nice little crispness. Oh,
1: baby, delicious! So good. Mm. That was when mm-hmm. Gomez still worked there before he got me fired. Here we go. Now we're going to have to
0: explain this story because people are going to be asking. Thank you guys oh, for listening to the Car
1: Jomez podcast. Appreciate you guys more than you know. Remember to like this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on all the social media at car jomez and join our facebook group it's free just simply search car jomez podcast on facebook and come hang out chat with other like-minded individuals about what we're watching what we're thinking about watching or what we're eating maybe you want to talk to gomez about some french toast sticks and why they oh, rule the best, follow the best. all my stuff over at the joe shoes february 10th gerard ohio oh, i will be at the Toy Ohio right. toy convention that's coming up, major wrestling figure podcast. WrestleMania weekend, the first week of April, sold out oh, in Philadelphia. Man. Damn, tickets That's went s- you. super quick. Well, I mean, it's not really good. I mean, it's fun for me. I don't know if it's
0: yeah, but I mean, it's good. You get to perform
1: in front of a packed crowd. That's good. Yeah, I hope I'm on the show. I just kind of assumed I was. Um, <laughs> no, no one's really told <laughs> me yet. <laughs> so- Maybe it's good. Hear, we'll <laughs> maybe out, maybe man. it's maybe who gives a shit? We'll find out.
0: <laughs> Fuck that show. <laughs> oh man. Uh I'm the Gomez 154. Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, all that fun stuff. Uh be sure to give me a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv/slash movie. Sweaty men and tighter coming up. So uh I always pop on testing some stuff out so well
1: you know put that notification on we'll be back next week watching the mel gibson helen hunt classic what women want showing on paramount plus or pluto tv obviously if you need some vod you can get it anywhere it's a great movie it is 2000 personified in film fashion so we're gonna be watching that I can't wait to get Love Month really kicked off and going. But until then, Gomez, let's make like Tom and Cruz.